Good evening and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast. It's October 5th, 2020, and tonight we're just going to get in the Word of God and we're going to go to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, and we're going to talk about the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth. And we're just going to read that scripture and then we're going to let you go on your merry way. First, we're going to have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this word. Lord, you said those that hear the book of Revelation and take part in it, Lord, you said they'll be blessed. So we're just thanking you. We're lifting up your name. We're thanking you for the day that we've been through, Lord, at our jobs and at our homes and everywhere we've been. Lord, we ask that you touch, comfort, and give peace to those that need it. Lord, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in nursing homes. Lord, those that are just going through terrible, rough times right now. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do. And we bless your name, Lord. Bless churches, bless families. Bless those that have nobody, Lord. Bless those that are unbelievers. Lord, that they might believe upon the name of Jesus Christ and they might be saved and be in that multitude. Lord, we just bless you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so first, <clears throat> Revelation 13, we're going to read it in its entirety. That means all of it, and that's verses 1 through 18. So I'll start right now. Verse 1, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and, I, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Verse 2, and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Verse 3, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his, death, his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Verse 4, and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? Verse 5, And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Verse 6, And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Verse 9, If any man hear, have an ear, let him hear. Verse 10, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is patience and the faith of the saints. Verse 11, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Verse 12, And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Verse 14, and, he de and deceiveth them that dwell on earth 
by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had wound by which had the wound by a sword and did live verse 15 and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed verse 16 and he causeth all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Verse 17, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse 18, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Whew. That was a mouthful. So we're going to start and just talk a little bit about that. I know it's a lot, 18 verses. So I'm in my spot, cozy, ready to deliver. Um, chapter 13 of Revelation is prophetic. It's real. It's rugged. It's raw and definitely upcoming. It's like I said, it's a prophecy. They're being spoken there. It speaks of two beasts at the start one that makes an appearance from the sea and the other that makes an appearance from the land slash the earth so one comes out of the sea and one comes out of the earth and that's how they're described and that's the introduction to them the first beast has seven heads with ten horns and on the head of the horns there were also ten crowns so that's later in life is going to represent the nations that come together that fight and war against God. Um, the beast had a blasphemy, a blasphemous name on his head. And that's interesting because the beast also blasphemes God later on. Um, in verse two, the beast has these animal characteristics that are given out. And it's also controlled by Satan um, because it's part of the Antichrist system. Uh, the beast is described in detail by John. He says the beast looked like a leopard. It had a lion's mouth and feet like a bear. And if you go back and look in the book of Daniel, it talks about this prophecy and it names the same animals talking about the time that will come later. Um, then it talks about the dragon and that dragon is Satan, as we know him, and it gives power to this beast and he gives it, it gives him great authority and it gives it to the first beast. So there's a first beast and a second beast, like I said. So if you skip on down to verse three, it talks about the beast of the sea and how it gets wounded. Uh, the beast has one of its heads wounded, which the scripture says to death. So it's put out. Then it says the wound was healed. So. I'm thinking that it's it's like a miraculous thing that they want to happen to be like God and be like Jesus and how he did so many miracles. So I could be wrong, but that's just what I see in the spirit. Um, it'd be an evildoers so-called miracle. And I put that in quotations in my words right now. Um, after this happens, it says all the world wondered after the beast. 
So this means people marveled after those healings and the the so-called miracles. So these are the people that have the seed of Satan in them, the people that are afflicted and don't want to see Christ as Savior. So if you keep going, it talks about these people worship Satan. That's sick. It's sick. It's twisted. It's evil. And it also says they worship the beast. And that's sick in itself also because you're worshiping that same beast system. Um, then the question comes, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Well, nobody at that point. I mean, God always can. He could have stepped in. He can step in and he, he definitely will step in when it's time. But humans can't fight this beast. They either You're either going to make a choice to go with that beast system or you're going to go with Christ's system and his kingdom. So these questions make Satan feel like he's big or huge or like God. But we all know that's never going to happen. We all know that's not what God has. Um, then in verse 5, it talks about the beast and it um, begins to say great things, they call it, which are lies. And then it says blasphemy. Uh, blasphemies against God, against his kingdom. So th again, those are lies. We know that God's kingdom is powerful, mighty, and all-knowing, all-seeing, all-doing. Um, then power, which is control, is given to the beast for 42 months, and that's a time of three and a half years. So that's, that's part of prophecy. Um, but if you relate it, that 42 years is a significant number because Jesus himself came through 42 and generations that he 42 generations of family and people. So that 42 number is significant because it's time tested and traveled. <clears throat> Next, the beast disses God by saying blasphemous things which are evil about God. And it doesn't say exactly what he says, but it's about God and it's about his kingdom and about the saints. And it's very unacceptable. So that's why we have to make the choice to choose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because there's going to come a time where you definitely have to choose. And you'll be picked on or you'll be poked at, prodded, or killed for standing for Christ. So you have to make that choice. What do you want to do? There's two sides. Pick and choose. And it's not a 50-50 thing. It's 100% you're either on Christ's side or you're 100% on the devil's side. Down in verse 7, it it says the beast could make war with God's people. That's the saints. That's God's people. So um, he's picking and choosing to fight with them and push them and see what they're made of. The beast has power that's given to it, and it's allowed by God. But God could have stepped in right then and there, and he will step in, like I said, it, it, when it's time. And at, during this time, Satan gives that beast the power, and it, he wants to take a, take. The Christians down, take the people of God down. Sad and it's sickening. Everyone, and then you look in verse 8, and it's talking about everyone's name who is not in the Lamb's book of life will worship the beast. So if you're, you have your salvation, your name is written in that Lamb's book of life. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You profess it, claim it, walk in faith, stand up to evil, and do the right thing. Now, if you're not, you can always change that and believe upon Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If not, your name won't be written in that book. And this is the book of Lamb's Book of Life. So gain your salvation now while you have time. Go to Christ. Go to God. 
He cares. He's there for you. He's there for you. He wants you. He wants it all. So give it to him. And that was in verse 8. And if we look at verse 9, it's, a short, it's the shortest verse of the passage. It says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. So that everybody should hear this. And then when you hear it, you should adhere to it and pick Christ as your Savior. That's the smart thing to do. It's the only thing to do. So we keep going in verse 10, and it talks about leading people into captivity. Um, that person that leads the others to being overtaken um, will be taken. The person that kills will be killed. Um, but patience and faith is with the saints of God. So we need to build up that patience and that faith right now before this time comes. That means take a stand. Be ready to stand. You will stand for Jesus Christ. Then verse 11, it's the, the scene starts to shift. And in verse 11, it says they saw another beast. And this is John saw another beast coming up out of the sea and this one comes from the earth so the first one was from the sea the, the next one comes from the earth so let's get that straight there's two different beasts like we said in the beginning one comes from the sea first then the one comes from the earth and this one has two horns horns like a lamb so it's taken on the characteristics of a lamb and it's spoken into by a dragon we know the dragon is Satan, like I said before. This is total evil and defiling towards God and his kingdom. So you got to be careful and be aware of what you see. And then it says that it walks in the same pattern as the first beast. So it's walking down the same evil line and it wants to make all people worship that first beast. So the beasts are working together for evil. They're trying to do what Satan wants them to do. He gives them power and authority. So there's nothing that God does to give them that authority. He just allows it right then. But like I said, in the end, he will come and do his thing. Trust God. This beast does great things to catch the attention of the people. It, um, it, it, it wants to look great, wants to be powerful, wants to be like God, wants to give that other beast power. And the scripture says that it can make fire come down to heaven so men can see. So, yeah, we might see it, but just know that God can conquer and do all things. Then it talks about um, the second beast deceives everyone by performing these so-called miracles. Like I said before, um, this, this is just shows how evil they are. It's a copycat of what Jesus was like, and they want to do the miracles that he did, but they won't be the same. They won't be, you'll know it's not of Jesus. You'll know it's not of God. you know it's not of the Holy Spirit. He also tells the people they should make an image to the beast. That's sick. We are not supposed to have any idols. If you look at the Ten Commandments, it tells you that. If you listen to what Jesus says, he tells that. And if you go back to Daniel, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar had the time when the Hebrew boys were there, he wanted them to bow down and he, he, they made an idol then. And we're not for that. We're against it. And those boys stood for Jesus and God in that day. So if they can do it, then we can do it. Now he uses the first beast being wounded and l killed and then brought back, um, for through a healing as something that's powerful, which that's not powerful because Jesus didn't touch it. So keep that in your mind too. 
this beast had power to give life to the image of the beast. So this beast was given life to this image that it tells the people to create. So he'll make the image, he'll make the image speak. And, um, it will say that those that don't worship this beast, this image of the beast will be killed. So that's what I'm talking about. It's the persecution. It's, uh, going at us as Christians and it's the unbelievers trying to take over. You see how fast this all takes place, how we're getting through these verses. It's going to, it's going to go and God's not happy, but it has to happen because it's prophecy. So it has to come to pass in verse 16. It says, and he calls all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive the mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. So the beast is it's going to cause everybody that is not in that lamb's book of life to take this mark. So it's something you need to be aware of. It's something everybody needs to be aware of and keep in the forefront of their minds that this watch your right hand, watch your forehead. Don't let anything go there. That's not supposed to, if it's not from God, don't take it. I don't care if they say it's in a vaccine, this and that don't take it. You have to refuse it. You have to stand up for Jesus Christ, your Lord and savior. And if you're an unbeliever right now, you still have time right now to switch it up and get to the right team. So if you follow the, the beast and the image of the beast, you have to take their marking. And, and by that it's, it's sick, but you'll, you'll be able to do whatever you need to do in that time because you took the evil reward or the evil mark and went forward. So verse 17 talks about if you don't carry this mark, um, and it's the mark of the beast, you cannot buy or sell, which, Hey, I'm fine with that. They'll just have to do what they have to do to me. And I hope some of you gain that attitude, that force and that strength to stand up to it. Uh, this stop, this will stop people from buying food, clothes, water. Um, it'll stop them from paying bills and getting all the essentials. Um, the old way of using money will pass away. Definitely. But God says that in these times, old things will pass away because the new has to come after that. And that's when Jesus comes back and has that final battle and takes it for what it is that that battle of Armageddon, uh, you have to, if you're in the beast system, you have to carry that number or that name of that beast, which is sick. It, it turns my stomach just thinking about it. Uh, for Jesus, I live and for Jesus, I die. Pick up that motto, carry your cross and do what his word says to do here. Those that hear this book of Revelation will be blessed. It says that in the, in the beginning of this uh, first chapter. Not this 13th, but in the first chapter, it says those that hear will be blessed. So share it with your family members, share it with your kids, share it with your spouse, your friends, anybody that needs it. We all need it. So just share it. Now, finally, verse 18, and then I'm going to let you go. You can go back and read this later and take some more notes and just go over it and, and get it ingrained in your spirit. It says, um, this verse says, here is wisdom. So wisdom comes from God. It doesn't come from Satan. It doesn't come from an antichrist system. Wisdom comes from God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lay it on your heart. It says, for those who understand. So there has to be an understanding of what's going on here. Like I broke it down. It's talking about taking the mark, 
and you're either your right hand or your forehead. It specifically says the right hand because right hand in, in those times and even now shows authority. And if you if something happens that you don't have your right hand or your right hand's cut off, they're going to use your forehead because that's out in front and can be seen. Nobody told me that. That's the spirit telling me that your, your forehead's where it can be seen. So if you don't have that right hand, it can be seen on your forehead and they, they can make direct contact and know who you are. But God's people are going to have a seal too. So don't, don't think you're going to be left out. If you're standing for Christ, you're going to have a seal too. God will seal his people. But it says, have an understanding of this. And then it talks about the count, um, the number of the beast. So it says it's a man's number. So man from the beginning was perfect until sin crept in. Once sin crept in, man was dirty, defiled, in sin and wrong. Because they didn't do what God said. So that delayed obedience was disobedience. When we're disobedient to God, he has to make some things pop and change and work. So man's number is six hundred and three score and six. So when you add that up, you get six hundred plus three score, which is 60 plus six. So that gives you the 666 or 666, a man's number. So with that said, man's number is not good. It's not good for you. It will never be good for you. Don't take it. Don't want it. Don't need it. Uh, God's number is 777. It's holy. It's lifted up. It's blessed. It's loved. It's joy. It's peace. It's long-suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith. So that's the fruits of the spirit. When you have those fruits, you can be blessed. And, and God's number is always going to outweigh man's number because man went with Satan in the beginning and tried to follow what he said instead of what God said. But Jesus came to restore that line and restore life and give it more abundantly to us. When Jesus did what he did at the cross, he restored us to God he gave us our relationship back with him and he allowed us to be who we are supposed to be. The love of Christ should be up on your heart today. And if it's not, you need to find it. You need to open your heart, open your mouth and confess Christ as your savior today. When you open your heart, he's already knocking at the door. When he knocks, open up, answer it, let him in. When you do, he'll take that hard heart. And start softening it. It'll become tender. It'll become loving. It'll be connected to him. And we won't just be in church. We'll be in Christ. When we're in Christ, old things have to pass away so we can become new. We can become a new creature in Christ like it says in the scripture. But also, all those man-made things go away like denominations. And how we have to dress and how we have to do this and how we have to do that. No, we need to do it God's way. And he gave us two commandments to hang up on our heart. It is love the Lord God with all your mind, soul, and spirit, and your heart. And to love your neighbor as yourself. We got a lot going on in this world. Everybody's so worried about this election. You better elect Christ. He's waiting on you. Elect him as the Lord of your life. While you still have time. Trump can't do it for you. Biden can't do it for you. Kamala can't do it for you. Pence can't do it for you. LeBron can't do it for you. Michael Jordan can't do it for you. 
None of your singers, rappers, none of these people can do it. Can't nobody do you like Jesus because he is your friend. You got to figure it out, but you have to open your heart and hear and take it in. You have to accept him as your savior, believe him in your heart and confess him with your mouth and you'll be saved. You'll get that salvation that you don't have to take this number of six, six, six. You'll have seven, 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 and you'll know you're going to heaven. I'm not Dr. Seuss, but that rhyme, I'd rather have it. I'd rather be with Jesus than without. And like I always say, read Romans 8, 28 through 38, because God doesn't want you separated from the love of him. So get in his word. Become a become a soldier for the army of Christ, because when he comes back and we go to Armageddon and when that fight happens, it's going to be a glorious time. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss the millennial reign of a thousand years with the supper and the, the lamb coming out. You don't want to miss that. Jesus is coming back for his bride. You want to be a part of that. You want him to know your name. He's calling. Will you answer? Will you answer? Share it with your friends, your family, your kids, everybody. God didn't want any of us separated from him, but some will, but just because they ignore and reject the name of Jesus. It ain't about my name. It ain't about your name. I can't do nothing for you. You can't do nothing for me. But Jesus paid it all at the cross. Take him while there's time. I offer him to you right now. Choose Christ. And we'll end right here. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for everything that you've poured out with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we just thank you for your word. The word is Jesus Christ. He is the word. He was flesh and he came and he lived like us so that he could experience what we've been through. But he did it perfectly, which we can't. And Lord, we thank you for sending him to the cross and every drop of blood that splattered on the ground and was in the air was to save us from our own sins. Lord, we just thank you. We bless you. We lift you up and magnify your name. Lord, we just hope you bring more souls into you. Lord, give us what we need. And that's Jesus. Lord, we bless you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, we want to thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast. We hope you get something out of this. We hope you share with somebody. And we hope you get that 777 so you can go to heaven. We love you. Thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name, have a good week.